Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Couch Stories. That's right, this is the version of the Chicago 60 where we talk to the guests that we just had on the podcast and do we have an amazing person to talk to tonight. Uh, we have the wonderfully talented, hysterically accurate and observationally historical, funny man of all funny men, Chicago and born and bred, this guy right here, we got Saint James. Saint James, hello sir. How you doing sir? I am doing quite well, how are you? I'm doing really well actually. Excellent. Now, this gentleman here, uh, we just had on the podcast, he hosts the Young Hustle Show at the Laugh Factory, now twice a month, that's yeah. bi-monthly. Yep. Which is congratulations to you, Thank sir. You Cheers so to you for that accomplishment. That is phenomenal. For all of you who are not in the county game, that means that the show is so good that they're like, hey, can you do another uh-huh. one a month? And he's like, they're yeah, like, that's right, motherfucker. They're like, hey, can you do it twice a year now? I mean, twice as many times as last year. We're like, yeah, we'll try. We'll exactly. do it a little bit more for you. <laughs> exactly. And that's because he's hysterical and you should all uh, follow you. him. You're being too kind. I, I am okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm being kind enough. Let me just say, but it is wonderful to have you here. Thank you. I'm super excited to get to know you a little bit better, and I'm excited for everybody else to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, did you enjoy being on the podcast? I loved it. I loved Excellent. every second, second of it. Fantastic. That is my one way of getting uh, gratification right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my easy way of, of getting some self-ego. Um, no, but that was good. That was really actually a really fun conversation. I, I loved every second of it. It was good, and I yeah. felt the good thing about because some podcasts, maybe rightfully so, because we're in this generation where, like, I can't really be myself. And right, I'm not right. a bad guy. I don't see anything. Like, the podcast is a prime example. Like, I'm going to say some real stuff. Yeah. Maybe step on a few toes. But I'm never going to go out of my way to, like, right. cut anybody down. But I, I got some real opinion, opinions. Right. And sometimes I'm not always able to say it. So I, I enjoyed your podcast for letting me be able to say what I want to say. Well, that's good. That's exactly what we want mm-hmm. on the podcast is for – Comedians, artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. business people in Chicago to be able to come on, say who they are, have honest conversations mm-hmm. about real topics that relate to our wonderful city, mm-hmm. and just be themselves. Because there's, you know, there's just so much going on today where it's like, you got to be careful about what you're saying. So I was like, no, so this much. is a country and this is a city that has been built on hard work. Yep. Build yourself up from your bootstraps yep. and say what the fuck you mean and go yep. do what you say you're going to do. Yep. And you're one of those types of people. Mm-hmm. You do what you say you do and you're fucking hilarious. I and try. I really enjoy watching all your stuff on Instagram and all your stuff on Facebook, your comedy videos I've seen. And I'm super excited to come to your show. I know it's going <laughs> to... Actually, now that it's bi-monthly, we might actually be able to make it in February. So Swag. I'll let you know. Swag. Swag. I, did, I didn't know that. So February... Uh, We'll have to. I'll, we'll talk after yeah, this, but we'll coordinate. The whole C60 crew is going, so why wouldn't you? Yeah, Jim Oaks. I'm kidding. We love all of our viewers. So, uh, St. James, let's get into this. This whole segment is just. To, I want to know who you are, man. So the people want to know you were just on. We had you on because you're an important guy, obviously. But let's get to know the real St. James. Oh man. Oh shit. I'm ready. Therapy session. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so tell I us. I have a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, right. Well, I bet we could have a really good conversation going back and forth with that. But let's start with some easy stuff. So tell us, where do you hail from, good sir? What's your background? That's interesting. I'm from Chicago uh, most of my life. And more at this point, definitely most of my life. I was, uh, I was raised in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So I spent up until 18, uh, nine years in Chicago and nine years in Georgia. So I'm, I'm like down a, in the south. Yeah, I'm like a you real kind of hear it from my way I talk. Just a country city type boy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I like it. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have I have family that's uh, my grandfather's from Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. you been there? Yeah, I haven't sure. been there actually, but, but I've, I've, been to ATL. I've been like most of the places. But the weird thing about it, it was at that weird time frame. I was also poor, so we didn't go out a lot. Well, like I remember some of it, but I don't have like a good like foundation of like. Yeah, you know, oh Savannah, you know that's where blah blah right, blah, right. blah blah. Yeah, right, 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 right. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, understood, understood. And then you moved back. When did you move back to Chicago? <sighs> High school. So High school. About thirteen. Gotcha. Thirteen, going on fourteen. I'm say. Interesting. So let me ask you this: What was it like coming? Uh, w- w- were you born? You were born in Chicago. Born here, then so moved. Okay. So I'm gonna say I was born here. And I left for Georgia around. I want to say five. Okay, gotcha. Maybe four or five. Definitely four to six. I want to say about five. Though. Gotcha. So say. so really like your your young four. childhood yeah. in the South. And now you're coming to like your formative years and you're back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to know what that transition was like for you. What was that like? It was man. I mean, I got a very interesting. Ch- I mean, I guess that's why we're doing this. Yes. I have a very interesting childhood where. So when I was in the South, I grew up really poor, like very poor. Sure. And then I came back up here. And my dad was doing well. Now he was doing like black well, so not he was he was never middle class. <laughs> He's never middle class. But what he did is he he found a nice little cheap studio. He, he, this he, is like the Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, he's DC. He's like, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't poor, but compared to the white folks, oh, I yeah. mean. <laughs> exactly, exactly, Jesus. prime example. Oh, so he he lived right. in this little studio. He found this little um. I'm going to say Section 8 studio, and he had this little hustle. Don't want to say it, but, you know, had yeah, a for little sure. hustle. For sure, for sure. So he always had a decent amount of money on him. Yeah. And, and so I came to that, and it was like, so I came up here the summer of freshman year. I spent a lot of time with my father. Also, my father wasn't in my life. I was in Georgia. So first year back was like, it was game changer for me because, like, my dad had money. I was comfortable. He was also a man. And as a young boy, you want a man in your life to know yeah. what to do. Yep. And then on top of that, he sent me to Lincoln Park, where in Georgia I had a lot of white friends, but it wasn't really that close. In Lincoln Park, I started to become good friends with a lot of these white people and black people, but white people for the point of the story. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I used, I remember I went over to one of my friends' house, and like I'm, I'm never going to forget this. Like He's a Jewish guy. Doing well, his mom like owned a hair shop. Sure, sure, doing sure. well, lived in like by Zanies. Sure, I remember walking to his house, taking me upstairs, and I walked in this room and I seen this big black thing, and I kind of got scared because he had like a black lab, right? Oh, so I walked in the room, I seen this big black thing, I got scared because I thought it was his dog. It was just his gaming computer. He had this three thousand dollar gaming computer, thirteen, same age as me, and I never, I couldn't even wrap my mind around this. That like, wow. I'm like, you just have a, you have a. $3,000 gaming computer just for having it. And to be fair, he was a, he was a child actor, yeah. so he made oh, the money. Okay. So it wasn't his parents' bottom. But even there, I, I, couldn't even, was. I couldn't even wrap my mind around having that type of money and then my parents not just taking it from me. Right? <laughs> you got to... You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. got to pay these bills. <laughs> you pay the bills. No, no, no. Somebody got to pay the bills. It's going to be you. Yeah, so yeah, I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That experience really changed. I, I, I think that experience, I got millions of it in high school. like kind of yeah. made me who I am. I'm like, oh, it's a better life. And and let me also say this. When I was in Georgia, I was extremely happy. Never, I did not, was not sad. You know what I'm right. saying? Sure. Because yeah, that's yeah. all I knew. So right, I'm, not, I'm not saying this to say, oh, being poor. Is, no, I had a great time. But 
coming to Chicago, being with my father when he had a few dollars, then hanging out with all these white people who had a lot of money. I was like, oh, there's another side to this. It's not, oh, I'm always worrying about worrying about my bills. It's, no, you can have fun. You can do other yeah. things. And then, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Am I rambling? No, no. This is what it, we, this is, yeah, this is what this is about. Okay, okay, okay. I want people to know, <laughs> I got a question already prepped for you about this whole thing. Let's go, man. Okay, tell so. Us, tell us as much as you are comfortable with saying. Thank you. If I'm talking too much, just tap me. <laughs> okay, I'll tap you. Because normally that's what I tell people to do to me. So, <laughs> I feel like we're one in the same vein here. I, oh, I can't okay. shut the fuck up. So no, this is I don't. Great. I don't agree with that statement. I think you're perfect. Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, wow. So I came to Chicago. <laughs> I kind of got to taste the money, and then after yeah. Chicago, I don't want to jump too far. I mean, after the freshman year, my father still being my father, a yeah. complete dick, uh, kicked me out and moved me to my grandma's house. My grandma was also doing well, where she didn't have any worries. So, big. My biggest thing was. In uh, Georgia, I was a trouble kid. We didn't have money. I was always in. Tr- I was always in trouble. I was always doing something. And I came to Chicago. I did let the 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 want for money and the things that money brings, just the basic things, bills, food, all that kind of yeah. went away. Right, right. So I got to relax in a way that I wasn't able to, and able to really think about what I wanted to do, and that really changed my life. Completely changed my life. Now, that's interesting. So th- that's almost a great segue from my question is, so did your enthusiasm and desire to want to do comedy come when you moved to Chicago and you ha- started to have these feelings? Is that, Or did you have something else that you first wanted to, s- to do mm-hmm. and then comedy came out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. How did that? How did wanting to do comedy manifest for you? Great question. So it's weird because I – so – this is my tonight's show spiel, but I give it to you. Uh, okay. when, when I'm I was, honored. This is great. <laughs> one day, hey, one day I'll be hosting the Tonight Show, and I'll have you on when you're a famous fucking comedian, and we'll rehash all this shit. And I'll be like, you, you fucking people didn't listen to this shit on the Chicago 60 on my show. Yo, man, this is old news. Son. Hi. What's up? I all love right, it. Continue, continue, please. No, uh, no, uh, so. I, I grew up poor in Georgia, so my mom used to work these crazy hours in the summer. It's the summer, so I didn't have to go to school. So my mom used to, real quick, we used to steal cable from the Mexicans beside us. <laughs> Don't know how to do it. But in Georgia, I think the cable <laughs> wires awesome. run through the ground. Yeah. So my stepfather was a, me- not mechanic, um, whatever you call them people who like, electrician. Electrician, I, electrician. Yeah. So sure, he, sure, he yeah, knew, yeah. he just, I think he used to just, I think. A great Georgia, profession, I'll just add. Oh, f- for people, sure. People, kids, learn like do that. For we sure. People like that, they're running out. Oh, for sure. And <laughs> running so out of electricians. I don't know. It, it pays be, a lot of money, by the way. It does. I don't know if, but for some reason, he never had the job. But it does pay a lot. I, it might. It's probably a him thing. It wasn't the, the <laughs> occupation. It was definitely a him thing. So I don't know if it's like he would walk over and just like cut wires, or I don't. I think because it was like a <laughs> complex. I think maybe all yeah. the cable back then. Even still today was like yeah. all running through one thing. So you sure, just, sure, sure. So point being, he we used to steal cable from the Hispanic people beside us. <laughs> like I went from Mexican so, to Hispanic. Yeah, hey, I know. Yeah, no, it's it's hilarious. So, I, so my mom used to leave me, and I I don't I I can't remember well enough if they wasn't dating at the time or if he left too. He was in and out of my life a lot. But point being, we had cable because of him. My mom used to leave me, and I used to just watch Comedy Central all day by myself, and like. Eight nine, I used to watch these comedians do the like the acts, yeah. and I used to just like want to be that, but never thought it was gonna happen. Just a kid, anything I watched as a kid, I wanted to do. So lucky enough to stand up. 
So I'm like, oh, and then I remember this very well. I used to, I remember watching like Chris Rock and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, and going back in like seventh grade and eighth grade, and getting on the bus the first day, first day, and like just murdering with just Chris Rock jokes and Dave Chappelle jokes, and people were like, what the, just crushing and that, it. That was the spark. Oh Give yeah, laugh. That's yeah. always a spark. Yeah. So, and I've always been a class clown. So Same. even yeah, 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 even, it's a great it, feeling, amazing feeling. I love it. I wouldn't great. change it to the day. Yeah. Even then, never really considered stand up comedy. So I think what really sparked is came to. Chicago, went to Lincoln Park, which is, it's not an art school, but it is kind of a very, it's a very artsy school, but it's not an art school. Oh, it's very, but it's very on the line. We had a yeah. really good band program. I was always in band and, uh, we had a really oh, what good instrument. A quick aside. Uh, uh, the instrument I love the most, I played saxophone for three years. I played trumpet for a year and then I played trombone. And Alto I, sax. I, I love it. I want to pick it back up. I'm, I'm kind of scared. Someone stole my goddamn alto sax out of my back of my trunk. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, How long did you play? Uh, like four or five years. Yeah. I stopped like sophomore, junior high school. Once it got serious. Once they were like, you got to start getting in a marching band. I'm like, nah, ah. I'm not putting that shit on my face. <laughs> ah. I'm not wearing those goofy outfits. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Put me in jazz band. That's my ah. style. Did you play? I, I, were you in jazz band at all? I wanted to. I was, I was probably gonna be in it senior year, senior year, but uh, I got kicked out of band that ah, year. Ah, fuck. It's, I mean, band. I, this is a funny story. Maybe I can go into it real quick. I yes, think sure. Band class was really good for me. Looking back at it, because I loved it. It was the only thing I took seriously. Quote on seriously. Cause I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. I didn't take anything in high school seriously. Uh, As you should. And I got to like. So we had four levels. We had a really good band class. I was like in band's band. And the next level was um, whatever the next level was, senior sure, band, whatever sure. the last thing was. And I remember uh, junior year, we had to go play for state, and I got a really good grade. And my band teacher, who uh, didn't dislike me, but kind of wasn't a big fan of me because I was a fuckboy, yeah. uh, was like, <laughs> was a uh, fuckboy's around there. I was a fuckboy. I wasn't like, Bro, some, hey. that's a, that was a bad way. I just, for sure. I just wasn't, I just wasn't Preach, a great brother, student. preach. <laughs> I wasn't a great student, but so she like I wasn't gonna advance you to the next level because you got a good grade. At least I know you're like good and you're trying, right? right? On right. what I state, whatever the state con, I don't remember sure. whatever our state conference was for band class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got so she like I'm gonna pass you to it. And I think like the last year, like the last month of high school, I for some reason decided to skip every day of band class for like two weeks. And she's like, and she pulled me to the side. She's like, I wanted to pass you so bad, but I'm, I'm not because. She like you obviously don't give a fuck. So she ended up dropping me from band class, and up until like that point in my life, that was a metaphor for my life: half-ass everything, be super talented, and find a way to fuck myself out of out of something. So that happened. I'm that was just a riff. Um, no, it's fine. Yeah. And to to your thing, I went to Lincoln Park. Back to the last thing. Right, right, right. It was I, I know? I took us on a tangent. Oh yeah, for sure. But it was and a good tangent. Thank you. Uh, and then went to Lincoln Park. It's an RC school. Yeah. I was in band class, and uh, all my friends were like uh, musicians and yeah. poetrists, uh, poetry, but like did poetry, uh, poets. That's what I'm saying. I'm just tired. Yeah. Uh, so I, I never really had anything except for band, but like trombone, I never was like, oh, I play trombone. You know, not yeah, a black yeah, 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 All yeah. my friends were like playing guitar and singing, right, like right. something like you brag guitar about. Guitar gets all the girls. Oh, for sure. Fuck that. So I think when I was in high school, I think that's when Kevin Hart was starting to blow up. And I think that's kind of what really pushed me over the edge. And I was like, man, I want to be artsy. I wanted to have something to brag about because, you know, I'm a man. I mean, I wanted to be able to say something. Like, Gotta get that puss. 
You know what I'm saying? saying? Hey. I mean, that was, that's hey. true. I mean, now in high school, I wasn't having sex. But in the back, man, you always want something to brag yeah, about. Yeah, you just want the attention. You want to be like, girls like exactly. me. And Stop. I was always the funniest kid in my class. I was yeah, super yeah, yeah. funny. Everybody I can believe you that 100%. Comedy. Yeah, so, yep. uh, so Kevin Hart's blowing up. I'm seeing this guy blow up who I'm like, I can relate to him. Small black guy insecure. Wait, sorry. I'm going to ask this question. So you're at a white school in Lincoln Park, mostly? It was pretty diverse, was but definitely okay. more white people. Okay, gotcha. So pretty diverse. They weren't were just like, hey, our black friend. You're like Kevin Hart. What's uh, up? They weren't giving you no, that shit, were they? No, they wasn't doing because that. Because at my high school, I went to Catholic a Catholic prep school, and like, I got, bro, the black guys in our school are like more white than the white kids. It was bizarre. Mm. I was, that was like, mm-hmm. like the white kids tried to act more thug, and I'm like, mm. you're, what are you doing? Yeah. It was bizarre. But anyway, sorry. No, 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 yeah, say yeah, sorry. Yeah. I get that. No, nah, it was Lincoln Park for sure was diverse. Probably like 30% black people. Probably like 10 to 50% Hispanic people. And then like, now nah, about 10% Asian people. Because we had an IB program, which uh, I forgot what that stands for. But we had an IB program, which is like AP on crack. And then the rest was probably white people. And it's also Lincoln Park. But it was the Kevin Hart kind of getting so. So you that was when you were really like, oh, okay. So he was blowing up. I was a huge fan of him, and I went to art school, and so I was already thinking like, what was my angle? Sure. And I was funny, so it almost naturally. And then on top of that, I've always loved comedy because once again, I was a kid. I was watching it all the time during the summer. That's all I did for my summers is watch stand up. So it was all coming together. And then what really make it made it uh, uh, connect was. Senior, senior year, they end up having like a talent show at my high school, and I was like, I was a senior, I was really popular, I was doing okay in school. I was like, it was, it just made sense. I was like, man, why not just try it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At this point, I think people geeked my head up like all junior year. People were like, oh, you can be Kevin Hart, blah blah. I was thinking about it, so like a talent show, try it, and I end up d- doing my talent show, and that was my first time like doing comedy. But being, this is how crazy. This shit was before I even did the talent show. My teachers used to let me go up at the end of my class to practice my routine for my talent show. So I was like doing comedy in high school, kind of, and then did the talent show. That went really well. Maybe, I mean, in contest, it did. Looking back, it probably wasn't the best set. But you know, your <laughs> first time doing it, I, and right, get this. Right. Not to brag, but I'm gonna brag a little bit. Brag. It's high school, so it this is why you should see this man. He was fucking hilarious. I mean, it, it was high his school first show so ever. It doesn't matter. But I was really popular, and we did in the auditorium. Uh, it it, it, it seats like 300 people. I was that popular that 300 people not to just see me, but I probably brought. I think majority of the school came out to see me do comedy for the first time. So we they sold. They didn't sell it. I don't think they were selling tickets, but they. Sold it was out. like a like a equivalent to like a sold out. Three hundred plus people there. In an auditorium. Did comedy. Did well. I'm never gonna forget this. Probably one of the greatest moments of my life. At least top five of it to now. My principal, who did not like me, once again, was not. A, I cannot express how bad I was as a student <laughs> at Lincoln Park. They did not enjoy me. My principal, who did not like me, came up to me and I'll never forget. He said, "My daughter's two young girls. My daughter said you was the best part of the show," and he shook my hand and said, "Could." Good job, but congrats. And that, I hooked after that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, Loki kind of yeah. sounds dope. I happy just like that. But yeah, by the way, just, to, I mean, I'm not getting into the minds of principals or any of this type of shit, but normally those type of situations, because I had not, oh, they, a, not they a similar say, experience, oh, okay, but I can tell you, I'll share a, a tad bit about myself here. 
I also was like an extremely talented student in high school, but like I believe I remember it. my story or my mom telling me a story where she was saying she went up to one of my English teachers and my English teacher told my mom because my mom's also in education. And she was like, Justin should be the top student in this class. All the stuff he d- he makes everybody laugh. He's mm-hmm. extremely creative. His papers are all really good. But sometimes, and she like apparently opened up the grade book, and I had everything from A's down to D's. Ah. Because like some projects I just would just not Kill give it. a fuck, yep. or I'd forget something. But then when I really applied myself, mm-hmm. it was always top-notch shit. Mm-hmm. And so I totally get that. And there was there there are moments where people like teachers or principals or whatever they see the talent in somebody and they're just like oh this fucking kid would just fucking get yeah. their shit uh-huh. together so it's kind of like one of those situations which is so that's probably all that was by the way uh-huh. just an FYI at least that's what i think because well, i know you to be extremely talented so well, that is my guess and and lucky enough, i mean thank you i appreciate it You're I welcome. maybe i don't know if i'm talented it just worked really hard but um i mean that's also good yeah, I think I mean, and, and the crazy thing about it, a lot of us is a lot because here's the thing: I always, I do think I would be doing stand-up comedy no matter what school I would have went to, but I, I really feel for a fact if I didn't go to Lincoln Park, I wouldn't have started as earlier. I think I would if I went to any other school, and if I even tried harder at school, I would have probably sure. went to college first, like, and then maybe in college, like most people, you know, you go to open mic night, you're like, oh, maybe I can try this. But it was something about Lincoln Park. It was something about having friends who were all musicians. It was something about um, Kevin Hart at that time. It was something about uh, also having some. I just also had a lot of good friends who like I. You know, I thought about it. I thought about it all through high school, not about doing it. And I told friends, told people. And the good thing about having white people as friends is <laughs> white people are always trying to. We tell have you, a purpose. I was not even purpose. <laughs> Y'all are really good about telling people to go try their dream. Yeah, because you know because we realize we'll never do it, so we want other people to do it. But to be fair, you know it is. I think it is. I think is a. Uh, it is something. Something about and not black people in general, but some black people or not even some black people, just some. I think to be fair, most I have a lot, a lot of my black friends are just as funny, if not funnier than me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. In sure. Lincoln Park, I probably was hands down the funniest guy. I wasn't the only black person there, but I was probably right. the funniest. So it's like they had no reason not to tell me. But if I'm hanging out with a bunch of black guys who are just funny, I'm like, you doing that, nigga? You can't do comedy. I can do comedy. So it, it might have been that yep. dynamic. Was like you're not that yep. funny. Right, but right, right. Around them, I don't, I'm saying I'm funnier, but I'm probably the funniest. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So I was like, why not? Why not try? Right. And that was the thing about that. I don't know. It was a lot. It's just a lot because it goes even back to the thing about my Jewish friend. The freshman year, I'm like, how? I, I, some a little bit of my mindset was, how do I get that? And you know, you're not stupid. You see somebody like Kevin Hart killing it, and you know, comedy comes money and success. I'm like, maybe that might be my path too. So a little bit of that's like, what is my angle? And at yeah. the time, my only angle was comedy because I wasn't doing well in school, and not because I couldn't. I could have. I just right. didn't care. Yeah. And nobody made me care. So right. everything worked out together. Just, yeah. I th- I also believe that those are – there are moments like that and certain things happen. I know from moments in my own life in college and things that situations were put in place that made you go in a certain direction and your journey leads you to where you're eventually mm-hmm. supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't – you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, shit, I wish I had been doing this like five years ago. I love doing this. But, you know yep. – Five years, six years, seven years ago, I wasn't even thinking exactly. about this at all. It was like a certain things of events. And the big catalyst for me was one Christmas, my uh, roommates at the time bought me a 
class for Christmas to go to Second City to take a class. I was like, holy shit. And then I ended up finally signing up around my birthday. Like, I'll never forget that. That was probably the best Christmas gift I've ever received mm-hmm. because now here, 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 here we are, mm-hmm. right? So that was a that catalyst moment. So those yeah. things happen. Oh, for sure. It's and crazy. If it makes you feel better, I know. I don't know if you know Maddie Weiner. I've not heard of him. Her. Uh, she's super, you're fine. Well, I don't super know. funny person. She's like 22. She's at the Comedy Cellar. She's opening up for Nikki Glaser. Oh, okay. Super funny. Stupid yeah, funny. Sure, sure. And she started at 14, 15, yeah. uh, 15, 16, Crazy. I think. So, and I see her, and I'm 23, and a lot of people, yeah. most of my friends who are in comedy are like, at least 25 up looking at me like, I wish I was you. Not because I'm that funny, just because I started at a young age. Sure. And, you know, stuff that comes I, I I can attest to that, yeah. yeah. So, I look at Maddie Weiner, who's 21, started at 14. I'm like, God damn, why didn't I start at 14? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So, and, well, it's Dave Chappelle started like, young. A lot of these people start super yep, young. You don't yep, even know. Exactly. It takes a long time. Exactly. It t- Like, for stand-up, I'd say it takes, pro- I think <laughs> some people have said it takes at least a decade. And I, I don't disagree with that statement. I think it, at least a minimum five years. I mean, you got to work out your shit. Only person who's who's broke that record of like dropping something really good in comedy, which is like a special. We're talking like stand up. Yeah. So we're assuming a special. Only person that broke that mode is Eddie Murphy. And even to Eddie Murphy's, even to like the, even to be realistic, Eddie Murphy started at 14, 15. Yeah. yeah. He drops a special at twenty two. I mean, even though that's still a pretty good turnaround, that's still seven, eight years. Yeah, it is. And that's that minimal, and he's the best person. Everybody else, I think Dave Chappelle dropped this first special at what twenty six. I don't know. You gotta check me. I think it's twenty six. Do you know twenty four? I think it's twenty six. I'm pretty sure. And Dave started at Can't fourteen. Remember. So if yeah. it's twenty six, that's still twelve years. Yeah, it takes. A I long think time. it might be twenty four. I'm not sure. Your your outlook on life as you get old, everything yep. perspectives, all those things change. So it yep. takes time to mm-hmm. craft yep. what you're doing. Exactly, and this. It's, it's just, for some reason, people don't understand. It's hard to craft a good joke. It just yes, is. It is. I was looking at my act the other day, and I was like, if I'm being honest, I was like, I'm looking at my act. And I'm like, I probably got like 25 great minutes of not, and not even great minutes in the sense of sense of 25 minutes I could do anyway. There's 25 minutes of if I'm at a comedy club, these are my best minutes that are probably gonna do well. I'm kind of an edgy comedian. Not, I'm not super edgy, but I do a few things. Yeah, I've heard some jokes. Sure, yeah, turn, yeah. It's going to turn a few people off. I, I like, got, yeah, yeah. That's I got what a, the shit I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah, a few yeah. of them that, but that's that's kind of what my comedy is a yeah. little bit. So it, with that considered, I got like 25 good minutes, and I've been doing the comedy for like five years. That's 20. If any normal person like 25 for five, you think yeah. you have four or five hours or something like right. that. No. No, it, it takes it ta- a long a time. A lot of time. But so, for somebody who's doing comedy <laughs> who understands it, yeah. I don't know if that's a good time, but I think most people understand it. it. No, it's un- no I, people. Like, I understand it. People who do comedy, I mean, dude, that's why I stopped doing stand-up mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. One is because I wanted to focus on some other things like filmmaking and some other things I want to do. So I stopped. I was like, I could maybe do stand up, but the amount of time I was like, eh, it's not. I just want to focus on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you a very quick story, and then I gotta. I want to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my company, so my company that I work for now, my nine to five, they all know I'm. I, I say do this. Comedy. I love what you're doing to hair. Un- underrated hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> underrated. Yo, everybody. When I worked at a bar, they literally they all rated me the the top best hair. Oh, really good. Come on, it. Underrated. I'm like, all right, I got blessed with good hair. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that, uh, ladies. Um, but <laughs> fuck. 
<sighs> but I got so at my company, my CEO at our holiday party just comes over. He's like, "You're going to perform." I was like, "Thanks for telling me ahead of time." Yeah. I got so I improv a whole thing where I show everybody what a Monday morning meeting is like. It's on video. Eventually, I'm gonna snag the video and put it up on my personal page. Cause it's pretty decent. Sure. I mean, most people may not may not get the joke, so they don't know who the people are. But it's it's you know my stuff. But after that, people are like, oh my god, that was so funny. Cause can you attest to this real quick? When you're on stage, sometimes you have no idea. Like I mean, yes, with stand up, you can kind of tell with lots of laughs and stuff. But sometimes there are moments where you're really crushing it, but you're not getting the ha ha has. Oh. People are just like super enjoying what yeah, you're doing. 100%. That's what happened in this case. I couldn't really because you're in the moment, you're doing your stuff, and. I couldn't and people a lot of people it wasn't like a comedy club where everybody's kind of close they yeah. were all like oh, at tables and yeah. stuff so I couldn't see if people were laughing and I'm you know I'm moving chairs around and also, like doing yeah, stuff right oh, yeah. so I couldn't tell afterwards my one uh, one of my coworkers goes can you just you're super hilarious man like you could totally do stamp can you just do an hour special I'm like bro do you know <laughs> how long it would take <laughs> to get yeah. a solid hour for sure fuck a dog dude sure. fuck that for sure no <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Watch my comedy videos on Chicago 60 YouTube page. Plug. Anyway. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. exactly. I think, well, we don't have to say it. We know it. But we like, know. even look at the best. Chris Rock is a, a great example because he drops quality comedy specials. And he drops quality comedy specials every four years. Chris yeah. Rock takes huge yeah. gaps. Four yeah. years. Bill Burr is another good example. Everything he drops is quality. Three years. Two-year two gap. Because he perfects gap. it. He makes and, sure it's and that, good. And that's the guy who's at the top of the game. He's taking yes. three years. How, what do you think a guy who is not at the – somebody who's right. trying to get there? Right. Of course, it's going to take us – if it takes him three years, at least it's going to have to take us six years. Yeah. Wouldn't it be double the time because we're yeah. not as good? Right. So, yeah, that's that's the best way I would break it down. And that's six years. And that's not that, – that's not including the fact that he already has the foundation – of what he's doing, you know? Right. He's already learned how to write a joke. I mean, me and you both can agree. We're still just learning how to write a joke, you know, just getting an yeah. idea of something. I mean, I do. Most of my stuff is improv. When I was writing jokes, yeah. It's like, I, again, that's why I stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. But but I do a different form of writing now. I'm not writing jokes. Well, I'm writing jokes, but it's for short comedy skits or like that. we're we're like norm and i wrote a basically a pilot for an episode we had to think of jokes and how characters relate it's similar writing in general is similar whether it be a joke or if you're writing a script or something like that there's so much thought I, that I goes into yep. it's it's similar because you have to you're yep. painstakingly going over every word every exactly. detail yep. it all matters because yep. one word might and you, the, the funny thing and you'll probably can attest to this you go to a club you put a thing and you go you know what fuck it, I'm gonna try this word and I'm gonna emphasize this part here yeah, and then you sure. go do that and then that gets you the laugh yeah. and you're like okay fuck same thing with a script that yeah. we're we we try one thing send it to somebody they're like ah we sent we tried a different thing send yeah. it to him again oh that works better yeah. like, you know you got to it's yeah. constant tweaking oh, to make sure it's so good so much and the crazy thing about comedy like you're saying is you would be surprised how much one word makes a difference oh huge it, it, like crazy huge. surprises so, I mean I've I don't know I got a good example a simple example and you think it'd be common sense but it's not I have a joke where like sometimes I talk about uh, having too big of a behind for a guy. <laughs> I, I go, I got my behind for my mom. And sometimes I do the joke, I say behind. And it's like, ha. And then sometimes I do the joke, I say, I got my ass. And ass 
hits so much harder. And by hard, I mean laughs to people. Right. As the word ass compared to behind, which is funny. I think behind is a funnier word, actually. But the yeah. word ass compared to behind in that set, it gets so much, like, at least twice as much laughter from the word ass. I go, I got my mom's behind. Huh? I got my mom's ass. Ha ha. And that's not the joke. That's just yeah. a little segment. But that right. part gets a bigger laugh. And it's just one word. Yep. And it's the same word. It's the same idea. Right. Just probably ass is dirtier. Maybe not yep. dirtier. Maybe just sounds funnier. Yep. But to your point, it does. Yeah. That's yep. all it takes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I, this is, I've, man, you're, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation we, uh, from too. the podcast here. This has been uh, amazing. Um, we got to wrap up here very shortly. I want to get to one last quick question before we hit the lightning round. Mm. And that is St. James. What do you do when you're not doing comedy? What do you like to do for fun? You mean like in... Well, what you do, man? Well, today... It wasn't in, today's a weird day. <laughs> today, I've told myself... I mean, I went to see Star Wars, and I'm going to see nice. Bad Boys uh, Bad Boys 3 after this. But after today, I told myself I'm just going to only do comedy and stuff that makes me better at comedy. But in general, I like to play basketball. I like nice. to play video games, preferably sports video games. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Same. I like to smoke... A, too much weed, a lot of weed. It's legal now. It's legal now. That's why I said it. Uh, uh, I like. I'm not a big show guy, but I'm, I've been watching more TV. Really like movies. Um, yeah. I, I'm. I really want to get back into music. I don't know if I have the time. I'm also really scared. That's the thing. The time. The time. You have to put it towards your time. Exactly. You were talking about reading books, and I'm like, oh, that's one thing I'm trying to add to my I'm repertoire. To add to, and and it books. makes you feel better. That's a very, very, very new thing. That's not a. <laughs> that's not a. I've been doing it. That's a very, very. It's like a. Rec- it's like a. It's like a recurring nightmare for me. I see all these books I'm trying to read, and I. I get busy with other shit, and then I see the book, and I'm like. Blast ye book! Uh, I wish to read you, but I just forget to do it. And you're right in front of me. Oh, the for conundrum. sure. For sure. Yeah. So I've been. I'm really this year. I think it might be a, potentially a big year for me. Not even liking like like um, in the sense of like buzz. Because when when you as a comedian as an artist, you say big year, you think oh, uh, you're about to drop something. Yeah, about Netflix special. Exactly. So you get, you get exactly what I'm saying. So I think this yeah. is gonna be really big for me when it comes to self development. Yeah, it gets me. you to those points. Exactly. So I feel like it's this important. is gonna be the year where I'm like I'm just gonna live in the gym. I'm gonna try to read a lot. I'm not a big reader, so try to force myself out of that. Yeah. I'm gonna try to really work hard at comedy in a very strategic way, and I'm just gonna see what happens in the year. I'm not trying to get anything out this year. I'm just trying to get better at my life. <laughs> Norm's just Norm's just randomly. Also, can I say this real quick? <laughs> Norm is the perfect name for a camera guy off stage. I love a hey, Norm. You get Norm. The, Norm is such a great name for Norm anything is, off camera. Norm is the uh, creative genius behind a lot. Of I believe it. Norm's the name stuff. of a creative genius. He is. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about Norm. Norm is one. Amazing. The name Norm is so. Dumb. I yes. just like the name Norm. It I like is, that shit. It is a good name, but um. Uh, enough about Norm. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I like to give a shout <laughs> Who out. Who I love so much. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, St. James, we got it. We got it. We're, we're close to the end here. Mm-hmm. We have to end this version of Couch Stories. And just like the podcast, this has been such a good conversation. It's like, oh, appreciate fuck you. time. I don't even care. Like, this is just <laughs> so delightful. And you're such an amazing person to talk to. But we're going to end this up with our uh, 
favorite segment on Couch Stories, which is the lightning, 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 lightning round. You guys, I wanted, so I wanted to try that out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> fuck. All right. So, on the lightning round, I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Very fap. Uh, very fap. Very fap. 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 Very fast. Very rapid. Just give the first answer that comes to your mind. Some will be easier. Some will make might make you think, but just give the best answer you can. It's gonna be a lot of quick questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Question numero uno. Cubs or Sox? Well, Cubs. Cubs, okay. Uh, yeah, Sox guy. I mean, no, no, not necessarily. No, I'm a fair weather fan, but okay, Cubs is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be Cubs. My dad's a Cubs fan, so I just uh, that's how I went, and I love the Cubs. Gotcha, Cubs it is. But it's weird because I'm also, I spent most of my time on the West Side, but I also kind of grew up a little time on the South Side, and and a lot of my jokes do have South Side references. So people are like, how do you like the Sox? I'm like. Does my dad like the Cubs? So I just went there and it stuck it. There stuck, you go. Yeah. All right. So Cubs it is. Uh, favorite sports team in Chicago in general? Bulls. Nice. Even though they really are hurting my heart. Might be the Bears now. It's the Bulls. It's but the Bulls. It's just hurting my heart <laughs> to watch them. Favorite stadium to go watch a sports game? <sighs> That's interesting. I, I really uh, – uh, I've been to a few Bears games, and every Bears game I've been to has been really fun. I but I also enjoy watching the Cubs. Uh, that's a hard one. It's you, you would think it'd be United Center. I don't, but it's not United Center for no, me. For this place is horrible to watch it, games. It, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not the United Center. Uh, for me, I might have to say uh, Wrigley Field. Okay. I like Soldier. I think if you get good seats at Wrigley Field, I just have a great time. Yeah, Wrigley's you? good. You no, I feel, Wrigley's I, fun. Okay. Wrigley's fun. Of all the places I've been, Wrigley is probably a really good fun. Yeah. And, you, and then you could just leave and go to a bar right after. It's, exactly. it's a good point. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Italian beef or Chicago-style hot dog? Uh, for me, personally, it's Italian beef. I love me a good beef. I love Chicago hot dogs. Don't get me wrong. But if you can't beat a good beef. Okay. Al's or Patillo's? I don't... I, I, I was an Owls guy for a while, but Patillo's has got my heart in the last few years. Maybe because I live downtown, so it's just so much easier for me to get. How do you eat your beef? Jardinera or sweet peppers? Or some other way? So this is how I eat my beef. I kind of get myself ghetto. I get myself well dip. Uh, Give me some cheese on top, some sour cream, some cheese some cheese on the top and bottom. This is real getting oh, cheese damn. on top and bottom, sour cream with a, hot, with a hot pepper. I'm weird, and I like it dipped real well. I'm sorry. That's how I get myself <laughs> down. It's real, it's real ghetto, but it, it, I'm telling you, it, it, it hit, bro. It smacked. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm never... I, I've never really been a fan of sw- – I get sweet peppers. I'm not a big fan of it, though, just because yeah. I probably – I take a few bites and I just take it off and get to the yeah, beef. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. Okay, MJ or Ditka? Oh, MJ. Okay, I figured that would be a pretty yeah. pretty easy one, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's okay. Um, okay, uh, moving to another question that I'm thinking off the top. Oh, favorite um, – favorite, where's your, what's your hood, man? What's your favorite hood to go hang out? In in the in the city, favorite uh, Yeah. Oh God, this is so. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound awful in the context, but I maybe I can explain it real quick. Lincoln Park, but not because it's Lincoln Park and not Lincoln Park. 
I I like hanging around my high school a little bit for okay. whatever reasons. I enjoy nostalgia. Yeah, probably that. It, I like to go to Oz Park. I also like North Avenue Beach a lot. Spend a lot of time okay. there. Well, that takes uh, that question out. <laughs> I was uh, gonna ask what your favorite beach was, but we already got that. I mean, North Avenue. Uh, I mean, I, I I got an interesting answer for that, but okay. uh, I like North Avenue Beach. I like I like Oz Park and Lincoln Park, and I like walking around Lincoln Park because. That is that is probably one of my favorite spots to be. I just could, I spent so much time there. I do a lot of comedy shows there. I went to high school there. Had a few jobs in Lincoln Park. Um, and uh, I also like Division Street. Mm. Interesting. It's a good yeah. street. I like Division a lot. I think that's the most off the top of my head. Yeah. Got it. Chance or Kanye? Kanye, easy. That was that was too easy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I agree. But there you go. Um, Okay, so let's get to this. North Avenue or Montrose Beach? That that was that was my interesting twist. So I like North Avenue more as a beach, but I've had a lot of good nights at Montrose Beach. Yes, it's, it's, it's definitely been my closest. I feel like we met after the night where you were at Montrose mm, when you came I don't to, know. when you what? came to Sparrow that night when I was working. Were you at Montrose or North Avenue? I don't even. With that guy. What was the night? Why you? How <laughs> do you know, know I was at? That a was beach? the night we met, dude. You met some random guy came in, and you're just like, "This is the guy I just met. He's cool." I'm like, "Awesome!" And you're like, "I do comedy." I'm like, "Dude, I do comedy." That's how we met. Oh, we did meet. <laughs> yeah, bro. That yeah. no, I so this is crazy. You want to know how Lightning you really round met? off the rails? <laughs> no, this is crazy. So wow, that was you. Yeah, okay. dude. <laughs> So oh, I was at so this is why so lucky enough I live kind of close to North Avenue Beach. Uh, I was having a so what I like to do in the summers uh, on some I don't know if this is RC or weird or just me. I like to sometimes just go to North Avenue Beach late at night and sit there and just look at the skyline. Uh, not dope. the best angle of the skyline, but it's a fun little yeah, time to sure. wine, Just walk over there, sit there for a second, talk to myself. Maybe call call somebody and talk to them over there. Yeah, so sure. I was doing that. It was happened to be Lollapalooza weekend, or like the the maybe the day after, but pretty much Lollapalooza. I tell you why I go to North Avenue Beach, and I'm biking there, and I'm getting off at my spot where I like to chill. And I just see a bunch of, I guess I want to say, just a bunch of girls, uh, um, skinny dipping, uh, yeah. butt ass naked, skinny dipping. So I'm like. Cool. So I just walked over there, mind completely in the gutter, trying to see what could possibly happen. Hey, you're a man. I yeah. get it. I would do so the same thing. So went over there, ended up talking to them, having a good. They ended up talking to me to skinny death. I didn't do it. I didn't went to my underwear and jumped in that and jumped in the uh, uh, the beach, butt ass naked. Uh, I told my cousin about it. He said you should have jumped. You should have got ass naked with a hard dick and to see what happened. <laughs> In retrospect, I kind of wish, kind of wish I did, kind of wish I would do. Cause uh, they butt naked, and yeah. they asked me to get butt naked. I should have just pulled out my dick and be like, "Hey, I, I'm not gonna do anything about it because I'm not a creep." But it I is here. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. here. It's there. It's it's, it's, it's you it's, do with it what yeah, you want to do with it. You, know you can just stay here, or you, you know can what whatever. Hey, your nipples hard. Your why can't my nipples? Be? If your nipples are your prerogative. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying, if you come on me, is exactly. there it is. I mean, all I'm saying, we're in the beach. I'm pretty your sure, choice. Exactly. I'm pretty sure sperm dies when it comes out. <laughs> you know, no worries. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I end up oh, doing man. that uh, and end up leaving. Kind of, I don't know what happened, but then just leaving for some reason. I come back to the. I'm going home and I run into this 
weird guy. Nice guy. I'm a friend from Instagram, yeah, yeah, but yeah. super weird. He was yep. skinny dipping by himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by himself. Like a bunch of women. Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who it is. The guy uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah, was skinny yeah. dipping by himself. Oh, gosh. Bunch of women on the other side. To be fair, I'm pretty sure you didn't see him. But still, just a weird context to be a lot of hot girls skinny dipping. And a guy about a half a mile down, just by himself, <laughs> skinny dipping. End up talking to him. For some reason, he was on drugs. But for some reason, I'm yeah, weird enough sure. with him being on drugs and me being sober. Instead of connecting completely with the guy, sure. we end up walking around. He's telling me about his life and some shit. I was just having a good time. I think I didn't have nothing to do, to do the next day. Sure. So we end up walking to your right. bar. He buys me some drinks. Uh, we end up talking. And I guess I tell you yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah. But up until then, that night was a very wild night for me. Yeah. Sounds like it. Very wild. Yeah. And it was what made it really funny is I only had that night because I had such a weird night and I told myself I was not just gonna go home and fall asleep. I was like, let me just force myself out of my comfort zone and end up having that type of night. Crazy. That's that's <laughs> Which is story. very crazy because we're yeah. here. Isn't that yeah, isn't I know. that crazy? And now we're here. Everybody started, from, started from the bottom. Now we're here. What's up? Would yeah. you believe me if I told that story? I just was round, somehow ran into women, randomly skinny dipping, ran into this guy skinny dipping by himself, ended up becoming friends with this guy. I don't know if we're friends, but had a good night with him that night. And yeah. still hang, talk to him every now and then. And ended up meeting you. Yep. Well, cheers to that and <laughs> crazy random stories. All right, let's finish out this lightning round. I feel like I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Beach or river walk? Uh, what do you, as like now? Where you would prefer to hang out. Easy beach, but okay. would, you, would you ask me as me or as a choice? Because the choice, I still might say the beach over the river, but I get the river walk if you're just like yeah. just in Chicago. That's, I mean, if you're just in Chicago for the first time, you got to do the river walk because it's so beautiful. But no, I'm not doing it. I, I love in Chicago. Okay. I'm, not right. doing, I'm going to the beach. All right. Sears or Willis? Oh, uh, my God. I, I, Ooh. You're thinking about it. Uh, I don't know. I really, I don't even <sighs> really bring it up. I, oh, you're scaring me. What are you going to say? <laughs> I don't. I really don't. <laughs> because it's such a. It's I such, plead the fifth. I it's, refuse it's to such comment. Bro. Uh, what's it called now? Willis Tower. I think I call it Sears. Tower. Yes. Okay. Good. Oh my God. Sears or John Hancock? This is gonna. This, no, this is an indictment on me. <laughs> I haven't been to John Hancock. Well, then Sears it is, I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. Fair but enough. You gotta go. go. Signature room. We'll go. Okay. We'll go. We'll okay. get a group. We'll go. Mm-hmm. We'll take you. I'm down. All right. We'll yep. plan it out after the after we're done. Okay. Uh, let me get you a couple last questions. Um. I'm going to do – we're going to do two more questions, and we're going to uh, finish lightning round. Um, one place you would tell a tourist to Chicago to go. Uh, like the number one spot they should go to. Uh, that's hard. It depends on what they ask me. If they want the tourist event, I tell you, go downtown, hit if, uh, hit um, uh, hit Michigan, then hit uh, Portillo's. But if I'm like, if you want to have a real good time – Go to Laugh Factory, after Laugh Factory, uh, maybe hit Wrigleyville, have a good time. I would say go to Laugh Factory, see some good Chicago comedians. Then go to Wrigley, Wrigleyville, have a good time. Uh, you can't beat it. a nice little Cubs game. It's fun. Can't beat that. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, what 
food would I tell him to get? I'd tell him to go get Pequods. That's what I think I would tell him to get. Nice. I think that's, that's good. the angles. What's your, is that your favorite deep dish place, Pequods? Yeah, Pequods. Okay, good. That got that question out of the way. Um, all right, last question. Mm-hmm. We've got to unfortunately wrap this up. I could talk to you, I feel like, for hours, but we got to wrap this a good up. Time. No, yeah. Go ahead. All right, here's the last question. One piece of advice you would give to somebody who's either moving to Chicago or coming to visit that you wish or you think that they should have coming here? Uh,. We ask this every. This is the last question every time. Mm, one piece of advice. Yes, one piece of advice to somebody moving here or traveling here to visit that you would give them about this wonderful city of ours. Man, that's man, that's a good question. One I'm piece full of, of good questions. Um. <laughs> well, if it's the summer, I would say if it's the summer, one piece of if you're moving here, summer, I would say buy a bike. Because I say that's a, a bike new one is, and a good one. Yeah, a bike is one of the things in Chicago, especially during the summer. You can it's not a big investment, but it's an investment that can make you truly enjoy the city. Mm-hmm. You can get all the way around. You don't spend a lot of money. You can really sightsee. Because I being an Uber, especially if you're not being an Uber, and I like taking Ubers. We all who doesn't like taking Uber? Right, right. You don't right. get the real enjoyment because we're all human. So you and Uber, you look at your phone. You're just kind right. of pa- paying attention. Yeah. On a bike, you gotta pay attention. You get to you get to. Uh, you have to see the beautiful uh, infrastructure of Chicago. Uh, and then on top of that, you can go to the beach. You can go get some food. You can meet a lot of people. You can get your exercise in. And you just really get the enjoyment of Chicago. And I think you feel like it's Chicago in a little bit. Because like, yeah. oh, a little bit of a roughness to it. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. think that would be my advice. That's a great – that's a new one and a great one. Mm-hmm. Fucking rent a Dibby bike mm-hmm. and bike around. That's mm-hmm. great. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say rent a day. I would say buy a bike. Buy a bike. Yeah. There you go. St. James, this was a great episode of Couch Stories, man. I thank really appreciate you man, coming. Thanks in. for having me. This I was great. This was really great. Now, um, before we end, please tell our wonderful viewers where they can go find you, how to follow you. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Life of St. James. Uh, I'm at the Laugh Factory. Well, I'm at the Laugh Factory a decent amount. I run a show at the Laugh Factory. That's twice a month. Uh, it's the second and last Friday of the month. Please come by. It's one of the biggest shows in Chicago. What we do is uh, we put up comedians like myself who are like some of the best up-and-coming comedians who one day you will see on TV. I'm not saying I'm going to be on TV, but the comments we put up for sure would be on TV. So come support local comedy and just hang out after and have a drink potentially. Wonderful. At Life of St. James, St. James, The Young Hustle Show. Go check it out, the Laugh Factory. We're going, That's I think, right. in February now. We'll be around in the second week. We're going to plan it out. We're coming. And if you liked listening to this and meeting wonderful people like St. James, follow us as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell. We have tons of new comedy videos coming out this year. Amazing, like just all kinds of new content coming out. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this, comedy videos. St. James might be featuring some comedy videos, so you mm-hmm. don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing stuff. If you've seen this on Facebook from a YouTube that we put on there, then hit the follow and the like button on Facebook. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a five-star review and subscribe, please. Thank you very much for that. It really helps us with the rankings. Spotify, same thing. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. We want to know if you're enjoying this content because we want to keep bringing you amazing content like this. Our Instagram is Chicago underscore six zero. That's with the numbers this time, six zero. And very soon we'll have a Patreon account. So if you'd like to help us, 
so that we can continue to make this content and bring you even more content for a lot of short films and stuff that we're going to be coming out with. Then we'll tell you about that in future episodes. But once again, St. James, a pleasure. That was another episode of Cow Stories. Give it up for St. James. And also, I want to do a shout-out to Norm. He's been here the whole time taking photos and crushing it behind the booth. And I, he's an amazing person, amazing guy. And I really Norm in the him. building. That's right. So once again, thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.